The Inflation Reduction Act has been signed. What is it and what's in it for you on today's podcast? We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling Your Finances. Mo Param does it on this podcast, which is actually Your Finances Untangled. Mo Param is with Cloud Vesters and a great team there helping clients virtually, but of course, with the human touch. They are human beings and they really do care about making sure that their clients, wherever they are in their fi- financial life, are on the right track. And uh, they're they're also a fiduciary firm. Mo is on assignment, and we're actually recording on a Wednesday this week, Wednesday, August seventeenth. And as you said, Mo, uh, it has been signed, sealed, and delivered. The Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, we're going to run through this and maybe dig in a little deeper a little later on. But as you said, what's in it, and how could it affect you? And I think, like any, anything else, you know, they lump a lot in this type legislation. So there is something that you may like, and there are also things that you may not like in this. So we're going to run through it. Um, it, it was, um, first off, this is kind of trimmed down from the original price tag on it. Yeah, I, I look at it as the the trimmed down, slimmed down, um, the Build Back Better Act that was you know floated around right. for a while. Uh, that had, I think that was... What was that? It was I over mean, a trillion, were, yeah. Yeah, it was over a trillion. I mean, they were looking at, uh, yeah, over one over one trillion dollars, and that that plan just kept getting bounced around, bounced around, and never went through. And so now this this slimmed down version of the um, now it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, and essentially what it's trying to do is in in in, in its name, right, reduce inflation, and by attaching and addressing the national debt. Uh, hopefully lowering energy costs and even making some um, uh, modifications to the Affordable Health Care Act, then all of that put together, that ultimate goal again is to reduce inflation. And that's and that's where it's packed into this act. You know, from what I've read on it, on inflation reduction, because a lot of people are asking, and if they're looking at the short term, they're prom- they're asking accurately, does it really uh, reduce inflation? What I've read on it is it's more of a long-term reduction. Um, for instance, if, if it meets a goal of reducing the budget deficit, obviously there would be less need to print money, right? Yeah, less less um, is going to be less stress on the national on on the government to print money. So if there's less stress, less money going out, uh, or less mandatory mandated dollars going out, less stress, and essentially will be less printing. Yeah. So th- that's you're right. It is a long term. This is a long term play. This isn't anything that we're looking to to reduce inflation by even next year. This is really a, you know, I, I'd say even like a 10-year plan. It's it's funny, and you know how they name things in Washington. Um, that's really not to me. When I read about it, I don't see inflation reduction being the thrust of this legislation. And yet it is a, it's a pleasing to the eye name for it. But um, hopefully that would be the goal. Be better if it was short term. It's price tag seven hundred forty billion dollars. So we'll run down, <laughs> but less than a trillion. <laughs> but we'll we'll run down um, what's in this thing, this legislation. It's now law. 
Um, and and we'll just let you decide whether you like it or not. We'll let you decide. One of the things is how is uh, how does it generate revenue? So let's start with one of these things you may or may not like. Fifteen uh, percent corporate minimum tax. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at, you know, 15%, like you said, corporate tax on, on corporations with at least a billion dollars in profit. So that is, that's, that's, that is actually much higher than, um, uh, well, actually, when you look at what was packed into the Build Back Better Act, that estimate showed that we were looking at possibly um, um, raising like 200 and, what is it, I think it was like over $200 billion dollars just from by imposing that 15% tax. Okay. Now for the Build Back Better plan, their the calculations were a little over 300 billion. But with, with this new with the new calculations we're looking at over 200 billion would be raised just by by uh, imposing this 15% corporation uh, corporate tax. So some people would like it, right? I mean there's there's this big push on you know, going after corporations and corporations aren't paying their fair amount of taxes. So there are some that are waving their flags and saying, you know, this is awesome. But then, you know, if you're one, if you're running a large corporation, you know, one thing that you, you that uh, that hopefully you do with your profit is um, hire, right? Hire more people, bring in more employees, so you can stimulate the economy by hiring. Well, this could uh, could possibly backfire, right? I've read a report that it could cost jobs, or jobs either being cut altogether, or jobs not even being offered, right? Because now all of a sudden these corporations are you know have a fifteen percent tax, and and it's, that's certainly a danger, without a doubt. Another that's thing, I, I, well, it really is, and uh, we don't want that, and we don't want companies to leave. Um, so I, I, I don't, you know, again, as you said, what is it about 222 billion, this whole thing, they claim to raise in, in revenue, 737 billion, um, is what I was reading. So that's getting, that's just 3 billion shy of what the price tag is for this. <laughs> it was getting close. Yeah. We're getting close to this number. What's a billion but... here and there between friends? <laughs> um let's look at and and another thing they're claiming to um raise revenue and i guess this would be through savings is the prescription drug pricing reform yeah so that is that's been a huge um thorn in a lot of people's sides so this is really addressing those on medicare and um medicare really um uh, those that are on medicare have from my experience, have always discussed the price of drugs. I mean, there are certain drugs that are very minimal, but when you start looking at like insulin and you know these um, higher tier drugs, the cost gets gets up there. Mm-hmm. And so, what this, what the prescription drug reform part of this of this act is now, Medicare gets to negotiate some drug prices. And if that's the case, if that happens, then they're looking at an estimation of but uh. Like a hundred, Medi- Medicare itself would save about a hundred billion dollars. Within the whole negotiation itself, just on the prescription side, would bring in a revenue of about two hundred and sixty billion. 
Okay. So that that's huge. That's huge for the, now. This is really just for those that are on Medicare. So you know, I'm not on Medicare, so I won't really see. I won't see this at all. But you know, those that are 65 and older on Medicare usually uh, may have a fixed income, or you know, uh, or at the point where they're getting even sicker and having more medications. And you know, if we can reduce, you know, what what's going out of because healthcare is a huge cost for retirees. So if you can reduce or even put a cap on what they're paying for drugs, um, it's, that's a huge saving. So I can see that happening, right? Because that, yeah. that really does impact inflation for the individual. Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, certainly does. And, you know, we talked about on, a, on our last pod, well, one of our last podcasts about your personal inflation number. Well, if you're on medi- if you're not on any medication, then any type of prescription raises um, doesn't really impact you. But if you're on two, three, four, I mean, I have some clients that are on like six or seven different medications. And if those prices are going up consistently, their medication inflation number is 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 something they have to keep a concern on or keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, Mo is on assignment. So he actually has an appointment coming up soon. So we're going to make this a little little bit uh, shorter. But. Um, again, we may dive into this as we start to feel a little bit more of the Inflation Reduction Act, but we've got some some more to look at after a quick break. How many IRS agents? And I, I again, we're not here to. Uh, you, you can you can you can go to whatever source you want to go to. You can believe whatever way. Um, Mo's not here to influence the way you believe. He's just here to give you things yeah. to consider. But we'll look Nor at that. Am I here to make IRS agents upset? So this may be the best part of the uh, conversation. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get in there on their radar. Right. And um, the other thing too is the Affordable Care Act subsidies. The extension of that and uh, and what that could mean for you that's coming up on and we're looking at the inflation reduction act uh, uh, an initial glance at it with mo param on your finances untangled Can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back with your finances untangled. We're rolling through the Inflation Reduction Act. Again, Mo Param is on assignment, so we're going to try to get through this. But as you know, we'll, we'll probably revisit this uh, on a future podcast. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Yes, the website is cloudvestors.com, and they stay on top of things. They stay on top of their clients' life changes. They stay on top of legislative changes. They stay on top of changes in the economy because these plans are living and breathing wherever you are in your financial life. So again, cloudvestors.com. As we run through, we looked at the 14% corporate minimum tax. We looked at prescription drug pricing reform. And again, uh, the whole thing about, uh, let's just say this, 
they're going it, it looks like I don't think anybody can argue there's a plan to beef up the um the staff at the IRS <laughs> does that mean that you're on 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 the on the radar for an audit no, not necessarily i think you said during the break it could be and hopefully so they're bringing in more people to actually answer the phone <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you ever called the IRS before, but sometimes you, you could be on hold for for an hour. Yes. So, so uh, you know, the the, the eighty seven thousand. Actually, I think that's over the course of like ten years. They're they're between adding new actual agents, you know, those that are actually going to do the audits. Um, but as some of it is just modern, modernizing the uh, the total agency. Uh, there's going to be some taxpayer service service services operations, mm-hmm. you know, working on a call center. So the goal is to bring in like 80, let's just call it 87,000 new, uh, let's just call it employees. Okay. Right. The IRS, right. Uh, and some will be you know, assigned will, task with um, enforcement, but who will they be enforcing with? Who are they going after? I don't know. And that's yeah. where it's an also discrepancy there. Yeah, so I don't think the public needs to be weary or, or afraid that all of a sudden there's going to be, you know, IRS, um, you know, IRS agents knocking on their door, <laughs> you know, every 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 year, right? But do they look like one. men in black? You know, the black suits, the sunglasses. <laughs> well, they definitely have the aviator glasses. I mean, that's part. <laughs> right. of the that's oh man. I mean, that's a lot. That's a scary number. If you say eighty-seven thousand new agents, they're like, oh my, everybody's, oh my gosh. <laughs> they're coming for me i mean i'm i'm you know and i'm not saying i'm saying a person would say i'm legitimate but i'm not sure i have all those receipts like when i took johnson from accounting out to lunch i think i spilled ketchup on that receipt <laughs> what am i gonna tell this guy <laughs> uh but well what they're saying with enfor- what the claim is we're not saying either what their claim is with enhanced enforcement it could generate revenue on that yeah they're, 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 that would be another like 124 billion yeah right so that is you know again this is how they're going to be paying for this act is you know taxes right going after either corporations or individuals who either evaded taxes haven't paid their much the taxes haven't paid the, their fair taxes or really just trying to find ways to, to even even with the one percent excess tax on on stock buybacks yeah so these were these were co- co- corporations uh, uh, are buying back publicly traded companies buy back their own stocks and they do that in a in an attempt to raise the value of their stock well, if companies do that, they're tacking on another one percent uh, excess tax on that. So now you're looking at another probably seventy-five billion dollars being raised just by doing that. You know how they do in Washington; they lump a lot of things in one piece of legislation, I guess, to make it political poison if you vote for or against it. And this is one of those things that I thought they could have just simply extended it. It didn't have to be put in this major legislation, and that's the the Enhanced Affordable Care Act subsidies uh, that came in. And the claim is that it, it drew in an, another 14 million uninsured, and the claim going forward is it would pull another three million. Uh, but here, why couldn't that have just been extended? You right. know, but you know, you know how they do. But anyway, that's another element of this: the uh, e- extension. They were set to expire at some point pretty soon. The extension of the Affordable Care Act subsidies, those enhanced subsidies. Right, right. Yeah, so that's another 
um, you know, if you really look into it, right? I mean, they're they're attacking inflation by uh, taxes, making changes to healthcare, whether it's the prescription, um, the credits. Um, um, they're putting a cap on insulin for Medicare um, uh, recipients. So that so thirty five dollars is the cap that you'll pay for med for 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 out of pocket your out of pocket cap for insulin, um, and then then and then there's energy right I mean for there's rebates for buying um, uh, clean energy vehicles. That's uh, the climate. Uh, that's the climate part, part of this. Of, yeah, part of this, right. <laughs> so th- those are really the three areas: kind of taxes, um, healthcare, and climate. And and yeah. climate and, energy and that's, yeah. their, that's their way of trying to combat inflation they they had enough to make a good acronym they love acronyms in washington i mean they had let's see if we can come up with one so they've got inflation health care climate well, that's too many consonants in there to make an <laughs> acronym i'll get to work on that but they missed the opportunity to have a, a really good acronym uh, and because you can't say what is the IRA, you know, Inflation Reduction Act. You can't. You, there's already an IRA already, so you can't really. Right. Oh, that would have been good though. Yeah, but yeah. they can't do that. Yeah, they can't down on it. Yeah. Uh, well, they cut. I don't. A lot covered here. Again, <laughs> we'll probably look at this and and yeah, as we move forward. Yesterday, right? So right. Uh, we want to unpack it even more. I just wanted to make sure that you know there's this is a hot topic. You know, there's going to be people that are going to be impacted by this, and so maybe next week we we'll dig a deep, we'll we'll dive even deeper. That'll be great, and, and uh, unlayer more of uh, what's in this act. I will say that at Cloud Vesters, not only do you get the human touch, but they do not keep their clients waiting. So here we are, coming in a minute uh, uh, away from your appointment. So we got to cut it short here. Thanks so much for joining us. Like, share, rate, uh, and Mo. We'll get back together again next week. That sounds good, Dave. Thanks for staying with us on this journey we call Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Piram and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.